Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. But did you know that you can join Ask the Tarot live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Spotify Greenroom? That is right, live. All you have to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app and sign up for free or use your Spotify login to join. You can also click the link in our series or episode descriptions. Once you're there, follow Ask the Tarot and tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. to hear what the deck has in store. Hey, I'll even read your questions live. Why miss out on that? Download Spotify Greenroom for free today and join Ask the Tarot live every Wednesday. Oh my God, you guys, I love the GIF party that's happening in the discussion. Um, that's so funny. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming for another session of Ask the Tarot. I am your host, Michelle T. I am also the host of the Your Magic podcast over on Spotify. I'm the author of Modern Tarot. I've been reading tarot cards ever since I was a young goth, a little gothling teenager. Um, and I'm so happy to be here with all you guys pulling cards for you tonight. So, um, you know, if you, oh, what's happening? Do you hear, do you hear this urban, like my room hangs above the street? That's like, do you hear that police car going by? It's like, I love, it's so live, right? I can't just like uh, pause it and wait which is kind of fun, um, especially if you were around a week or two ago when my fire alarm went off. That was really interesting. Um, it was, in fact, incense that set the fire alarm off. So anyways, um, if you have missed other Ask the Tarot, we've been doing this for a little while now, they are all, you can listen to them all podcast style over on Spotify. Just search your magic and they pop up among the podcast, which is really fun. All right. All right, you guys. So today, you know, there's two ways to get your cards read on this show. One is you can slide into my DMs with, you know, uh, let me know what your problem is. And I put you in my little document and I hope to get to it promptly. Or you can raise your hand here and I hopefully will call on you. Okay. Those are the two ways we do it. Um, and I'm going to go back and forth between you guys here in the room and then questions that were sent to me. So I gathered some questions that were sent to me that were all about like, I read my tarot cards about this thing and um, I don't know, I'm confused. Or a psychic told me this. What do you think? So I feel like I'm like, I'm like the second opinion. I'm like the second opinion tarot reader tonight. So, so let's see what some of these, um, these, these promises that psychics made. <laughs> um, let's see, let's see what, what happens on them. And I'm also really, um, gosh, I hope, I hope everything's okay in the neighborhood. It's awfully lively out there tonight. Um, I'm really curious if you guys go to psychics and if you do, like, what do you think? Um, and also, yeah, happy full moon in Taurus. What a lovely full moon, right? A lovely full moon, a full moon in Taurus. I love it so much. Um, and we get an eclipse on top of it, which is like, nobody really knows <laughs> something, everything, something a little different for everyone, perhaps. Right. Um, I'm having a very diligent, hardworking day. Like, like as in, I finally cleaned my front yard of Halloween decorations. That's what I did on the full, full Taurus moon. It took me an hour to put away like the cemetery that we had built that was still up there. And I just was thinking if we still have Halloween out on the lawn next week, when there's like the Thanksgiving holiday, I'm just going to feel bad. <laughs> so I, I did it. That was my Taurus work day. Okay. Anyway, let's answer some questions. About a year ago, August, 2020, I had my first and only psychic reading. I'm an artist and was looking to get some clarity on what my creative future looks like. My reading was so wildly affirming, it totally shifted how I see myself and my work. 
I never fully gave myself permission to imagine life as a successful exhibiting artist. But suddenly I was told I would be showing in museums in the next two years, among other huge gains. A big shift for an arts nonprofit worker who has been putting everyone else's work and needs above her own since graduating art school. Now a year has passed and I have renewed agency, a new studio, and am feeling optimistic about my future as an artist. But still, doubt creeps in when time passes and these huge shifts haven't happened. Now, we, um, yeah, I guess my questions are, is this timeline too good to be true? What does it look like for my museum show to manifest in the next, in the next year? And where am I in my journey as an artist? What do I need to pay attention to now in order to prepare for future success? Wow. I mean, you guys, this is like, this psychic made a big ass promise to this artist um, to go from sort of, you know, it seems like uh, not, I don't know. I, I guess I, I guess I, I wish I was a little bit more um, and I wish I had a little bit more understanding where this artist was in their career at the time of the reading. It seems like maybe they really weren't doing very much. They were working their day job, but like, <laughs> it seems like going from zero to like museum show in two years. I mean, people work their whole lives to get a museum show. I don't know. I'm just like, as somebody who obviously, you know, does tarot reading, I don't say, I don't call myself a psychic. I can't give you a specific timeline and things like that. I more see like a cloud of success, a cloud of failure. You know what I mean? But um, it just seems like a wild thing to feel like I'm going to tell you that you're going to be showing in an art museum in two years. It, it seems very wild. Um, I hope it's true. I would like everyone to have all their dreams come true. Let's see what happens. What does this timeline look like? Okay. What is the nature of this time, this psychic's timeline? So that would be in one year. Well, you got a Guggenheim show. I know there's all kinds of art museums. <laughs> um, and maybe it just means that you have a piece in a group show at a museum. Um, let's see. Let's see what this means. Okay. What does this timeline look like? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fact-checking the psychic is what I feel like I'm doing. I'm fact-checking the psychic. I love when you fact-check things that you can't actually fact-check. Once I, I wrote a horoscope for a magazine and they were fact-checking my horoscope. I'm like, you literally can't do that. <laughs> it is true because I said it is. <laughs> okay, let's see. Where, are, where is this person in their journey as an artist? Okay, which is all very, very important. It's, it's really easy if you're a creative person to get really um, sidetracked by, you know, the bells and whistles and the kind of work, but like, what about the journey, the journey as of a creative person and, you know, what you get from being able to express yourself creatively. I mean, my God, we're so lucky. Uh, those of us who are creative, I think we're really, I think everyone's creative, but those of us who are able to access it, you know, it's, um, it's, it makes your life so meaningful, right? Okay, what do you need to pay attention to now in order to prepare for future success? Okay, I like this presumption of success right here. I like it a lot. Um, okay, what, what needs to be paid attention to to sort of set the stage to be able to soak up all the goodness, you know, and not, not self-sabotage, not work against yourself. All right, so I have three rows of cards here. Okay. Um, what does this timeline look like? <laughs> wow. It looks, it looks magically good. 
Okay. Okay. Um, so the very first, you know, here I am being a skeptic. Me, a person who's, who, who, you know, their life revolves around tarot and here I am being a skeptic. The very first card is the star. Now, if any card in the deck promises an accelerated, um, you know, timeline for an arts career going from, you know, I don't know, work in a J-O-B to showing in a museum, it's the star, right? The star wants us to make our biggest dreams come true. It wants us to make the biggest wishes that we know how to make. So that's the first card. Um, and then on the other side, the third card is pleasure. Isn't that nice? Six of cups, like beautiful. Like the sixes are all like big, yes, blossoming, manifesting cards. It's sun and Scorpio, which hello, here we are. Um, in Scorpio, you know, Scorpio wants to be creative and it wants power, right? Um, and I, I'd say that's sort of the trajectory that has been predicted for this artist. And here, this is cool, you guys, the center card, the centerpiece card, change, two of discs, change, Jupiter and Capricorn. I mean, hi, is this not a Jupiter and Capricorn psychic prediction? It's like Jupiter giving like outrageous gifts, right? Making, blowing you up, making you blow up. And then Capricorn, that's like, the boss card, the work card. Wow. I would say this timeline looks really good. Wow. Okay. Now what else do we have to do here? What other questions is it? Um, where am I in my journey as an artist? Let's look and see what this, oh God, artist, you are in a nice place. It really, I'm struck by how balanced it looks, honestly, um, and diligent. And you're not yet, it's, there's no major arcanas. So you're not in like the art star place yet, right? But you're doing the work to bring you there. Um, your first card is the nine of wands, moon in Sagittarius. It's called strength. That's inspired. That's doing the work. That's um, feeling the inspiration, taking the chances, being really optimistic. Like, I love that this person, like, if I got a reading like that, if I went, okay, you know, I'm a writer, right? If I went and someone was like, your next book is going to be a New York Times bestseller, I would just be like, yeah, sure it is. This person's just like, you know, getting a good vibe and they're putting, you know, New York Times bestseller on it. I would, I'd be so skeptical. And I love that this person, you know, they, maybe they felt skeptical. I don't know. They're not expressing it in this though. And I love that, that the optimism that you see in a, a you know, Sag Moon card um, coming through being like, yeah, why not me? Why not me in an art museum? Um, two of wands, I'm sorry, two of swords is the next one. Peace, moon and Libra really nice, just like peace of mind, just going for it. Um, not getting in your own way, not tripping out. Um, and then I love this, the eight of discs, prudence, moon in, I'm sorry, sun in Virgo. So, you know, real earthy kind of actually doing the work, right? Not sitting back and going, you know, a psychic told me that my, I'm going to get in a museum. So I guess I don't have to do that much, but like really crossing your T's, dotting your eyes. Um, and you know, something like, Staying or, you know, I think about Virgo and the success, the way that Virgos are successful, um, really like being organized, being strategic, um, you know, just doing like the kind of the right thing, the prudent thing. I love it. So you have the wild inspiration, you have the diligent taking care of business and then in the middle peace of mind in Libra. And I mean, Libra is such an art sign, don't you think? It's really about the aesthetics, but you know. Aesthetics are nice, I think. <laughs> now, what does this person need to do in order to prepare for future success? Interesting cards, interesting cards here. Um, the first card is the emperor. Whoa, what do you need to do? Just like 
just kind of claim it the way that you are, it seems like. Um, just kind of step into that kind of psychic entitlement. Like, nobody likes entitled people, right? And, you know, I don't like to tell people to be entitled. But sometimes it really helps in life if you act as if you're entitled, right? Like, what would an entitled person do right now? I mean, there's not really a more entitled card in the Zodiac than the Emperor. So step into that. Step into that owning your... um owning your self-worth, owning the worth of your art, owning how, yeah, it makes sense for you to be in a museum, you know? Um, I really love that that just popped up right away. The next card, seven of discs, okay? This card is called failure in this in this one, right? And um, it is a Saturn and Taurus card. We got a Taurus moon going on right now, as we know. And, you know, that seven, we, I just was reading about this card, the seven of discs. I think it was maybe in the Chani Nichols um, app. But wherever I was reading it, always happy to shout her out because she's such a genius. Um, but wherever I was reading it, it was really talking about how the reason that the seven of discs, um, you know, can have sort of an anxious tinge to it so much so that, you know, Aleister Crowley would call it failure in his deck is because it's like you've kind of done what you can do. OK, you've just kind of done what you can do when this card comes up and you just have to kind of wait. And that waiting can breed anxiety. It can breed fear. Um, you know, in this really great book I use with this deck, um, called Tarot Mirror of the Soul, very dramatic title, but really a great book for the Toth deck. Um, it's really talking about how this is a fear of failure card. So I think, you know, if you've got some fears of failure and who doesn't in this capitalistic society, right? Um, where, you know, it's, it, it's making a living is, is downright scary. Um, I think that you should do a fears list, do a ritual around it. That's what you need to do. That's one of the things you need to do to prep is really look at like what your fears look like, okay? And then... Prince of Discs, keep doing the work, okay? Keep doing the work. The Prince of Discs is, again, Taurus. Tauruses are the hardest working sign, and they don't expect applause. They don't expect a museum show. They're just doing what needs to be done, right? So that's what you have to do, too. Like, even as you sort of embody the emperor and embody that sort of kingly entitlement to, you know, the riches of your, of your labor— um, you still also have to just do the work because the work needs to be done and retain that humility that Taurus is so um, famous for. Whew. Oh my gosh, you guys, I just read tarot cards for the next art star. You heard it here first on Ask the Tarot. Far be it from me to pass judgment on, you know, whatever <laughs> the uh, the energy and information that the psychics get through their through their third eye oh my gosh okay love that now i'm going to see um who has their hand up that's how i'm taking calls in the room okay who has their hand up let's see ezekiel can i pull some tarot cards for you ezekiel hello hello how are you i'm doing good <laughs> Good. What can um what can the tarot do for you tonight? Um so I'm going through like a lot of like negativity and I'm just going through a lot mentally in my mind. Like I have just a lot of self-hatred in my life right now. Okay. And I just wanna know like Am I going to be like, okay, like, am I going to be able to find that spark in me? Oh, my God. Ezekiel, your spark 
is like audible coming through like my cell phone. Like you are a sparkly person. So it's more like, what do you have to do to be able to feel that spark that I bet other people around you feel? Um, I am switching my cards for this. I'm not going to use the Toth deck. Um, I'm going to use this really great Oracle deck called Vessel that is great for questions like this. Um, and Oracle decks are different from tarot decks um, because they're not, you know, the major arcana, the minor arcana. They're just um, a sort of system of images and ideas that the person who designs the deck, they get to decide what's in it. And this is just a very, you know, it doesn't pull any punches, but it's still very gentle for, um, you know, when you're stuck in a situation that just feels kind of shitty, yeah. which is just like, yeah, exactly. All right. So what what is helpful for you? That's what I'm asking. What is helpful energy for you as you deal with, you know, undoing, you know, whatever has happened in your life that has like, you know, made you have this negative idea of yourself that's sort of hidden your own spark from yourself? How can you get to know yourself better with love and know these beautiful parts of yourself and stand up for them and banish whatever bad voices are in your head. Um, all right. Oof, okay. Okay. Wow. All right. So okay. I picked three cards from this Oracle deck. And honestly, the first card is childhood. It's just like, <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. The first one is childhood. And it's like, obviously, I don't know you and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make any kind of assumptions, but I just know that like, I don't know when like beautiful people have like low self-esteem or like are dealing with like self-loathing shit. It's usually childhood trauma, right? Yeah. It like gets you when you're this magical little bean and you don't even know that it's happening. Like you don't even necessarily know um, that that sort of, hex is happening to you. It, it really is like you're being hexed, right? Um, I mean, you know, it, not just witches cast spells, right? I feel like, I feel like people are always casting spells with their energy and you might've just gotten slimed on purpose or by accident by some ignorant people around you in your childhood. Um, but, you know, wherever that came from, family, school, you know, messaging from the larger culture, um, all of the above, that's, that's what you got to look at. That's what you got to look at is this childhood. Um, and dare I say your inner child, I do feel like the inner child is having a comeback. Um, it was very embarrassing for a while, but now I feel like people are bravely sort of standing up and saying like, okay, I have like an inner child in me and it's wounded and it needs a lot of love. So, um, so that's, that's one key to working with this negative energy is, okay. is loving. Yeah. Loving your child self, getting, getting in there. Um, the second card that you have is truth. Okay. Truth. And it's this, it's like, like a femme person with three eyes and they're all stars. And like, she's holding like a heart in front of her heart and there are roses. It's a really lovely card. Um, it's like, what is your truth? You know, it seems like probably my guess is my feeling here is like, if you're dealing with like self-hate issues, self-hate issues, your truth, what you know to be true has been stomped on until you doubted yourself, until you doubt your intuition, until you doubt your, your basic beauty and magic. So it's about excavating that truth, you know, um, and knowing the truth of your goodness, you know? Um, and then your final card here is choice, which is really powerful. So it's like, you know, you didn't choose to, um, you know, receive horrible messages as a kid or even today, you know, nobody chooses that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And it makes sense that, you know, our minds internalize stuff without us even knowing it. But now that you're like dealing with this, you know, you're dealing with it at least so much that you're you're speaking up, you know, in this forum, right? I'm sure you're, yeah. So it's on your mind. I don't know what other things you're doing to kind of help you move through this and change it, just like change the vibe. Mm -hmm. But I, when the choice card comes up, it's like, you have choices, you know, um, you can just choose to respond differently to those voices. You can try responding at all. Um, you know, you can try, you know, other, other, you can look into like, what do other people do when they're, you know, in a state like this, when they realize that, you know, their mind and your spirit has been like colonized by, people with bad vibes, you know, and who who don't get your beauty and your magic. Like how do you excavate, you know, get rid of them, decolonize, get, get, you know, in deeper touch with your magic and your beauty. So you have some choices to make. And I think that those could be really little choices about just like how you respond in your own mind when something pops up. And it could be larger choices, like looking for different, you know, um, support modalities, you know, that people, people um, lean on um, to grow through this kind of stuff. Does this make sense? Yes, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. Oh my God. My heart is so with you. Um, You're going to be able to get, you're going to get through this. I just picked another card for you and it said, and it's called move on. And it's like a, it's like a goddess blowing on a Ferris wheel (laughs) to kind of make it move. So yeah, you have movement with, with these issues. You're moving it right now. You're moving it just by, you know, being here and talking about it, thinking about it. So I wish you so much luck. Thank you and so I much. hope that you feel your magic. I can feel your magic. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. Okay. Oh my gosh. I love, I love that people are shouting out EMDR. Yes. What do we do? What are our support systems? What, what method, what uh, modalities? Is that the word? Methodologies. What the hell do we do when we feel like shit and we can't snap out of it? Um, I have heard great things about EMDR. I've gone to therapy. I love 12-step programs. People think you have to be like a raging alcoholic or like your dad has to be a raging alcoholic to go into 12-step programs. But most everybody has grown up in chaotic families. And so therefore, everybody qualifies for like Al-Anon. And there's a lot of wisdom in there. You, you can really, it's really good for helping you get boundaries and stuff like that and like connect with yourself. Um, somatic work. Yes, I love that. So great. And you know, Shout out to Effexor and uh, <laughs> anti-anxiety medications because that has helped me a lot. Okay, now let me fact check another psychic here, okay? Let me see. Here's this one that came in to my Instagram. If you guys um, want to slide a question into my Instagram, I'm at Michelle Tees, T-E-A-Z. And um, I love getting questions there and everyone's anonymous. Okay, so this year I reached out to my first spiritual psychic medium about a fertility reading. My husband of 10 years and I have been not preventing having a family. That's such a funny way (laughs) of saying it. They have not been preventing having a family, but it just never seemed to be in the works for us. Shortly after we were married, I believe I had a chemical pregnancy. This broke my heart. My reading with the spiritual medium, we live in different time zones and don't know each other, was one that blew my mind. We were thinking, no, not babies for us. And she said the opposite. What? I have been self-teaching tarot and practicing on myself. The other night I touched base on this and did a yes, no tarot on myself. All cards came up, yes. What, what? So I was wondering if maybe you could pull a card for us. Am I psyching myself? I would appreciate it. Gosh, are you psyching yourself? I mean... 
you know, here you go with like a psychic reading that blew your mind and made you feel really happy. I mean, it sounds like this person is really excited um, to, to get this news. Like maybe like you, maybe it's helped you get more in touch with that you do want, you know, a baby. And then you got a great t a tarot reading. I don't know why you would uh, tempt fate in this way, frankly. Um, what is the baby? What's the baby vibe look like for you guys? I'm going to ask because you're asking me to ask. But um, I don't know. I, I think, you know, if the tarot tells you what you want to hear, <laughs> then you know you're not just making it, you know, that way you're not twisting it because we know when we do that, right? If the tarot is really giving you like a big bouquet of flowers, I would just not even, I would not even send an, an Instagram message to a stranger, <laughs> a tarot reading stranger. But here we go. Uh, see, yeah, no, these are some hard cards that came up. These are some hard cards that came up. The five of swords, which we know is defeat, right? In the, in the Crowley deck, the fives are all rough, right? Ace of swords, that's great. That's like, okay, we're doing this again. We're doing it, we're doing it. And then the hermit, which is like, you know, I don't like the hermit with the defeat card. It feels like a continuation of that. So I've, I have an interesting, um, okay, I'm going to now. I have an interesting take on this, okay? Um, I have a couple interesting takes. My first interesting take is the tarot might just be saying, you're fucking done, okay? You're like, you're done, no, no more. Like, I don't know if you guys have had the experience of not being able to leave well enough alone with the tarot and you just keep picking cards until suddenly they make no sense. You've gotten a great reading. You've gotten a terrible reading. You end up feeling like, is tarot even real? What am I doing with my life? So I don't know, it might be a situation like this, you know? It might be like, you know, you've asked three times, ah, you know? Um, so there's that. Okay. Another thing that I'm thinking is, um, because I don't want to discount what the psychic saw, especially after that art artist reading. Right. And I really don't want to discount your own tarot reading. So what I think I'm seeing here is that, um, you have been, you know, you, you say that you've not been not preventing having a family, right? That's not the same as joyfully, actively, you know, um, trying to get pregnant because it is work to try to get pregnant, right? It's not, you know, I mean, I know some people just sort of like lay with one's husband and wake up with child, but you know, that's not a lot of people's um, story. You might need to go to a fertility doctor. You had a chemical pregnancy that broke your heart. You might need to clear out that sad energy that you have. You might, I think you have some work to do, my friend. Um, that's what I think. And I think that, you know, you, yeah, I think the defeat card isn't saying like, psych, you know, this great news about babies is not true. I think it means that there's some work for you to do. Okay. I, I, you know, as you say yourself, you've not been preventing having a family for 10 years and nothing's happened. So I think you need to like take a step. Um, that's that ace of swords. Okay. The ace of swords is like, really like, that's about conversation, the, the Ace of Swords. It's communication and it's intention. It's setting a mental intention. So like, you know, I think you got to say it out loud. I want a baby. Let's do this. We're having a baby. What do we need to do to make this happen? Um, and then the Hermit card is interesting. I mean, there is an egg <laughs> in the Hermit card in this one. It's like the cosmic egg with the snake wrapped around it. It's not an infertile card, right? There's all this wheat growing, um, but it's about real soul searching, um, the hermit card. Um, and so I really think that there is, uh, 
the work that needs to be done here is like spiritual soul work, emotional work, psychological work, and then physical work, like body, mind, spirit. You need to just be like, we are doing this. And then you need to do whatever is you're being called to do to um, get your body ready for pregnancy, whatever that means, you know, and then, um, you know, go talk to a doctor. I hope you have good health care. And, um, and you have to do some psychic and spiritual, like fearless embracing of this desire and clearing out of your broken heart from, from the chemical pregnancy. That's what I'm seeing this as. Okay. All right, cool. I, I, you know, the way that I read tarot cards, you guys, I'm not always like, yeah, you're going to be a star. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm less result driven and I'm a little more process driven, right? Like I really want to know, like, you know, I want to kind of get in touch with the spiritual, emotional, psychological, creative journey that is taking us to these places that we really want to go, you know? And I think the tarot is really wonderful for illuminating what those paths look like. Okay. Who else is here? Who is here? April. April, you are up. May I help you? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hello. Good evening. Hi. Oh, this is very exciting. Um, I'll try my best to make it quick. Um, I'm kind of experiencing a little hesitation with finding some sort of comfort. Um, just long story short, my family kind of isn't really comforting, but I need to, I guess my questions for you is, should I try and actually um, spend time with my family? Should I try and like find a partner or should I try and like do therapy and try to like self-care myself through what I'm feeling? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to pick cards for all those things. Right now I'm shuffling. What does it look like if you um, spend time with your family? And it sounds like you're wondering about like, are they like, are they able to comfort you right now? Like, are you considering maybe sharing, sharing with them some things you're going through? Yes. Okay. Okay. So let's see what that looks like. Let's see. What does it look like? And I know you said your family isn't, hasn't been that comforting in the past. It sounds like you're very trepidatious about maybe um, being vulnerable like that with them. So I'm pulling three cards. Um, finding a partner. Is, some, is a partner something that you want anyway? Um, this, it, okay. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I've always found myself very independent. I definitely do not need one. But at the same time, I feel like I might be missing out on experiencing another person. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. Well, let's see what the romantic sphere looks like for you. I mean, I don't think it's a great, I don't, I think, I don't think it's a great impetus for romance to be like, can I find someone that comforts me? Um, even though we do, of course, get comfort from our romantic partners, you know, ideally we do, we should be able to expect that. I think that's really reasonable, but I like that you're so independent. I think that's a great way to be, to then look for a partnership, you know, like you don't, it's good not to kind of codependently lurch towards romance, right? Thinking right. it's going to save you. It's better to just be like, do I want to spend time with somebody who makes me happy and like grow in, in that way, in whatever way that will, you know, prompt me to grow. So let me see what the romantic sphere looks like for you. Okay. And now let's see what therapy looks like for you. Have you been in therapy before or would this be your first time? I have, but unfortunately the therapist I went to, they made it very obvious that I only had an hour. So I kind of just felt a little uncomfortable. It's really awkward. Like, you know, it's a very, it's very awkward to figure out how to like 
um, how to regard that relationship where you really are paying somebody to kind of listen to your problems. Um, but, you know, they've got to have those boundaries, but ideally you're still, you know, feeling heard and listened to. Let's see what it looks like if you give it another try with somebody who, you know, is a little less of a clock watch or maybe that was a therapist needed a new job. Okay, let's see, let's see. Okay, so, oh boy. Could it be that your family, possibly, especially your mother, um, like, it's like they want to be there, but they just don't know how, like they don't have the skills? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Seeing here because the center of that, of that reading is the Empress. And I mean, the Empress is the comfort card of the tarot. I mean, she is love. She is the great nurturer. She is the great mother. But then on the other side of it is cruelty. Okay. Nine of swords, anxiety, um, that card. And on the other side, and then that's on one side. And then the other is the hanged man, which is about having to make a sacrifice and be really uncomfortable. Um, so that, I don't love that for you. I, I think it really depends on where you're at and what you can handle. It sounds like you already know. It looks to me like with that cruelty card right next to the Empress, I wonder if like learning that you're struggling just makes your mother so anxious. Is she an anxious person? Yes. Um, yeah. Not in a very healthy way. Uh, like she, of course she wants to know what's happening, but it's in a way that is very hard to open up. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it, it definitely makes sense. I mean, there's clearly something, there's clearly like a willing, like, like a desire to be like, uh, like maternal and helpful and loving, but that cruelty card, it's like, it's like, she's mental. It's like, she needs therapy to be able to yeah. be able to, to be there, you know, and the hanged man, excuse me. Yeah. Tell yeah, me. No, it's just, you're hitting the nail on the head. Um, it's just going in with my hesitation, but, um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh no, please interrupt me. I, can talk way too much and I want to know, you know, I want to be helpful. So if there's, if you have information that can help me, you know, interpret, please share it. Um, but that hanged man, I mean, you know, the, the good thing about the hanged man is you come out on the other side and it was worth it. Um, so I, I do feel like if, the, if you have the wherewithal, the confidence to just sort of be like, Hey Ma, when you say that, that's not helpful. That stresses me, you know, but like you might not be there yet. You know, it's, it's hard to be in a place of need and vulnerability and then have to sort of dictate to someone how to properly <laughs> care for you. You know, you might, that might be, that might be like advanced. You might be wanting to do that later. Um, let's see what therapy looks like. I'm going to skip to the bottom one and see what the, oh my God, therapy looks so beautiful. Oh, um, that's good. Okay. Yeah sun card. The first card is the sun. I love the sun card for a therapy card because it is really about shining a light, right? Like shining light, uh, illuminating, illuminating the darkness, like shining a light on um, our fears, our patterns, you know, ways of thinking that we don't realize that are possibly working against us. I mean, what a great card. It's great because it's major arcana and it's great because it's the sun. And then your next card I really love. It's art. And the art card, it's a, it's a card that's particular to the top deck. Um, it's sort of a riff on the temperance card. And, but it's really different. And it's really about two people coming together in a partnership and a whole new third thing growing from it. And I mean, 
Like that could be the therapy relationship. You know, I feel like this, I think this is the tarot saying like, you can find somebody that you meld with in a way that you trust, you know, that you truly trust that even though it's their job and they're getting paid, they still are there for the right reason. You know, they were brought into this profession because they truly care and are fascinated by people's inner workings and they want to help. Um, I think that person is out there for you. And I think that that third thing, the art that is created is, you know, you understanding yourself better and, and picking up tools, you know, figuring out how to like handle and work with what you're going through in a way that um, feels better, that brings you more happiness. And your last card in that trio is the Knight of Swords. And he is just like, he's such a great knight. He's like, his horse is just flying through the air. He is like, has his arms pointed out with these two like swords in his hand. There are little birds flying around him. It's really about going for it. Um, it's like, yeah, it's like clear, clear skies, go for it. It's also, you know, the swords um, govern communication and talking. So it is really about like, I'm ready to say it. I'm ready to spit it out. And the three birds in this card, um, there's a read on it that it's about like the support of other people. So yes. Yes, that is the way for you to go. Um, you know, I think it's interesting. I, I have hope for your mom. I have hope for, um, you know, that she, I, I like that that Empress card is there for her. She's not deliberately a jerk. She just doesn't know how to respond. Um, and that's because she probably hasn't dealt with her own issues. And um, and she's, yeah, and she just gets really scared and overwhelmed. Um, and I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There, there could be a toxic kind of vibe there, but again, like, you know, I think she falls into it. If that's the case, I don't think she's. Well, yeah. Uh, just a quick backstory. Um, when I was younger, uh, she gave me to my father and she recently started reaching out, trying to be that mother figure. And it'd be nice to mend that relationship. But like you said, it's, um, she never grew with me. So she doesn't know how to talk to me. Oh, this is really intense. Okay. Wow. Okay. So my guess then, thank you for that piece of information. My guess looking at that is that it's like, you know, that's a wound, right? That that happened. And, you know, wounds occur. Life is really complicated and it can be very painful that, you know, it's almost like if she wants to just pop up and be like, I'm mom now. And there might be, you know, there might be part of you that's like, okay, I'm going to just show up and see what it's like to have this mom. But there's so there's so much hurt underneath all of it, right? With that cruelty card. Um, and the hanged man, it's like possibly too painful for you to step into that um, without knowing that, I mean, has she apologized or explained like where she was at or anything or given any kind of context? Not really. And I think that's the part you're talking about. She hasn't really dealt with her herself yeah. in some sense. Um, but it would be nice to get an authentic apology. I, she kind of just be like, hey, how's your day? I'm like, we can't kind of move on until we talk about, you know, the elephant in the room. Okay, thank you. That's the hanged man, okay? That's the hanged man card. Absolutely. It's that uncomfortable conversation. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. You're not going to be able to have an authentic um, relationship with her until you move through it and until you're you're able to express what what it all meant to you, what it all still means to you, and she's able to hear it in a way that's not defensive, you know, <laughs> that um, that just you know allows you to ha ha to own this experience and hears you, 
and, you know, just may, offers her love and, you know, her sorrow, you know, as she bears witness to, to, to what the relationship was. I think that's the only way you guys can move into the future. That is what that hanged man card is. So, you know, I like this therapy row for you so much. Um, and I think that that therapy row can really support this mom row up on top, you know, that's I the kind of thing. That. Yeah. You don't necessarily want to jump into that conversation without a little prep work. You know what I mean? It is really, yeah, it's advanced, but so you want support around it for sure. Whether it's therapy, whether it's friends, like don't do that alone. You know, it's cool that you're independent, but you know, make sure that it's just healthy independence and it's not like isolating or, you know, acting like, you know, you have to, you have to shoulder everything. You know, you definitely want, you want some support for this. And as far as romance, um, you want romance and it's really funny. It's almost like, um, okay, you, your cards are the eight of wands, which is swiftness. And it's great. I mean, this is a very flirty card. It's, it's Mercury and Sagittarius. It's playful. It's like, yeah, why not? And then there's, and then comes the five of wands, which is strife. And oh no. <laughs> I know. And so that part is saying, well, I'll tell you why not because of this and this and this and this and this. And then the next card is the emperor, which is really interesting because the emperor is super independent and a real boss. And I wonder like if you have any um, stories that you're telling yourself about why your independence means you don't need anyone or you can't have anyone or nobody would want to be with somebody so independent. I don't, I don't know, but it looks like something needs to be unpacked there, you know, because there is, it looks, it seems, you know, with that swiftness card, you have great energy that is really attractive and that can bring people in, but then it's almost like you, you, you stop it, you know, and this might be happening, you know, on an energetic level. Um, it might be something that's happening in your mind, but if, if I think figuring, I don't think that's going to be that hard to figure out. I think you might even know what it, what it is. And it's just about getting over it and being like, okay, I'm daring myself to like go on a date and see what happens. What sign are you? So my sun is Pisces, my moon is Leo, and my rising is Aries. Oh, I knew it. I knew there was Aries there. I knew there was Aries there. Because <laughs> the, the emperor is the Aries card. And I was like, what is this? Okay, this is that like, oh, wow. So Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and you're right. It, it can be a simple fix. But um, you're, you're right. I just have to be vulnerable and trust other people to, um, you know, show up for me the way I can show up for people. That That's my problem. I, I have doubt. And I'm like, they're not going to do this. <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, I really relate to, to that. I really relate to that as an independent person also who like had to take care of myself emotionally a lot when I was a kid. And it's almost like... It, it, there's almost something that where, you're, where when that happens where you're like, oh, they can't, I knew they wouldn't be able to do it. Well, good. Then nobody really has to see, right? So it's like, mm -hmm. it can be this weird self-fulfilling, like you could be manifesting situations where people can't really show up. And that way you don't really have to be vulnerable, right? So eating mm -hmm. is trial and error, you know, give people a chance. Um, and yeah, and oh my God, I'm so happy you're going to have therapy because therapy is so rad. It's such a rad place to bring all this stuff that you're working with. Yes, thank you. That actually answered my question, like my future questions. So I really appreciate it. Oh, well, I'm really happy to help. And thank you for, for sharing your problems and, um, and for tuning into the show. Thank you. Bye-bye. April. Oh my gosh. Yes, it's like my job as a tarot reader just to like, 
make, send people to therapy. <laughs> oh, listen, I want to tell you guys, um, while I have your attention here, Your Magic, which is my, my podcast, and we do other stuff too. Like we have a live show coming up on December 2nd in Los Angeles. It's going to be freaking amazing. Alicia Garza, who was one of the co-founders of the Black Lives Matters movement, and she's the author of um, the, the Purpose of Power. She's just an incredible person. I'm going to read her cards, okay, live. It's going to be amazing. And there's lots of other stuff happening also. Um, but that's not even what I wanted to tell you. I wanted to tell you that we have a Patreon. Um, you can find us on Patreon, Your Magic, at Patreon. And um, if there's, there's one level that you can sign up for, and I'm going to be doing these witch workshops. And we're doing the first one tomorrow. And I'm going to share all my tarot cards. I'm bringing out like 40 decks of tarot cards. It's a tarot 101, deep dive into the tarot. We're just going to get into it. We're going to look at different stuff. And um, we're going to look at like different ways the tarot works. And I'm going to answer lots of questions. So check it out. Because I mean, you like tarot, right? Or else you wouldn't be here. <laughs> you guys, listen, this is a real simple question that somebody sent me. Should I text my ex? <laughs> That's it. Should I text my ex? And then, you know, they showed me the cards that they pulled on it. Which I, I didn't save them. I'm like, I'm not paying attention to that. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick my own cards for you. What does it look like if you text your ex? Holler if you texted an ex during the pandemic, you guys. <laughs> I did. Oh, my God. It was not good. Why did I think it would be? <laughs> okay. What does it look like if this... Oh, God. And this little, this little person... Who 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 um messaged me? Should I text my ex? Then they they put that emoji that's like the sad, scared face with the really big eyes. So I feel like that's who I'm reading cards for. I'm, I'm pulling cards for that little sad, scared emoji. Oh my goodness. Okay, and now I'm also picking cards to say, what does it look like if you don't text your ex? Okay, what does it look like if you don't text your ex? Um. Oh my gosh. My, when I texted my ex, he was just like, are you texting to apologize? And I was just like, what? <laughs> no, I actually had forgiven you for not apologizing. Oh my God. People are wild. What does it look like if you do not text your ex? Okay. Texting the ex. Hmm. Not bad. Oh, oh, I see Ange. I see you. You think this might be you, huh? Doesn't look bad to text the ex. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ange, text the ex. Not only does it not look bad, not texting the ex looks worse. So the very first card for texting the ex is like the ex texter of the tarot. Who wants to guess? What is the card that is the card of texting your ex in the tarot? It's the fool. It's the fool. Um, yeah. Okay. So that is like, yes, yes. Do it. Do the crazy thing. Do the wild thing. Do the thing that everyone's going to tell you not to. That's right, Jamie, the fool. Yes, Amanda, the fool, the fool, the fool. And then the next card, four of cups. Luxury, okay? This interesting card that I'm always, I'm always so, I don't want to say perplexed by, but maybe that is the right word. Um, I'm just so curious about it. Um, it's moon in cancer. And in this deck, especially, the cups are beautiful. Um, you know, they're, the water's beautiful. The flower's beautiful, but the water's a little choppy. So it's like, okay, if you're just, you're just not sure, right? You're just, you're just kind of not really sure what the emotional situation's going to be. 
um, and there's like some trepidation and some nervousness and, and maybe the stakes feel a little bit high with that cancer there, you know, but then your last card is success. Okay. Can you believe it? Six of discs. We get some earth energy in there kind of grounding the whole thing, um, grounding those emotions, grounding that wild full impulse, um, moon and Taurus, which hello, it's the full moon and Taurus. I think you should do it tonight. <laughs> then you can blame it on the full moon if it doesn't go well, but it looks important. It looks important. Um, if you don't, cruelty, queen of swords, prince of cups. We don't, we don't like those people in this context at all. So yes, text the X and good luck with that. I really do hope it goes better than when I did. Okay. Let me see. Who do we have here? Who do we have here? Rihanna. Hello. Oh, thank you for being here. Um, how can the tarot help you tonight? I just wanted a career reading and a love reading. Okay, cool. Um, what do you want to know about your career? Um, just like general, unless you have any like prompt questions. Uh, no, we can just see like what does the vibe look like? Does that sound good? Like what's the energy look like in the career yeah. sphere? Okay, cool. You're welcome. So what does the energy look like in the career sphere? And killing three cards. And then is, is it the same for love? Like what does the love sphere look like? Okay, what does the love sphere look like? All right, so career, career, wow. The Okay, so the centerpiece card, the card right in the middle is the sun. So like, that's really powerful. What? Said good vibes. Very, very good vibes, but like something's going on because on either side of it, you have sorrow, the three of swords, and you have indolence, the eight of cups. So I'm wondering if like, you know, the overall feeling is like, yes, you're in a good place. Like you're in the right industry. Um, you're doing the right things, but it's almost like, is something preventing you from feeling it or possibly something happened yeah. that kind of like bummed you out a little bit? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. It looks like it's a little hard for you to let go of like that sorrow card. And then, you know, the indolence card, I'm afraid that in this, in this reading, the indolence card might be a little bit like wallowing a little bit. Um, and I just say that cause that sun card is so powerful. The indolence card is Saturn and Pisces and Pisces got goddess love them. I love a Pisces, but you guys can wallow. You can you guys can get overly emotional and wallow. This is Saturn and Pisces. And so, yeah, I, I feel like it's a little bit like the, whatever that pain of the sorrow card is, that three of swords, it's really sticking with you a little, a little too long. Um, and I'm not trying to invalidate whatever that was or invalidate your feelings, but it seems like it's one of those situations where it's kind of up to you to sort of like, let it go, clear yourself out emotionally so that you can focus on what's really good and strong in your career. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're really good at Oh, <laughs> I always like hearing that. Thank you. Love. Let's see. In love. Oh, you're ready for something new in love. Did you break up with somebody? Um, kind of. 
kind of cut somebody off um ended an intrigue before it even started i'm asking that because the first card that comes up is the queen of swords and she's like firing people right she's especially in this deck she's she's sitting up on her throne of clouds looking down she's got her sword her sword drawn and in her other hand she has a head so she just like has cut someone's head off so you know she's just like firing people she's like not having it um and you know, I, I think it's probably, yeah, yeah. And then, but then the next card you have is the 10 of cups and similar, different, but similar to the, that emotional energy in that's happening um, in your career reading. Um, that 10 of cups is a little, it's like um, plateauing a little bit. That energy is plateauing. So it's like you did the thing, you know, you did the thing that you had to do. And now you need to start all over again somewhere. You need to like, let go of that person, cast that off. You need like such a, like, you need to do like a, a spell. Somebody was telling, we had a spell on the Your Magic podcast recently where like you do a bath and then you lay in the bathtub when you let the water out and you just feel the water leaving the tub as it like kind of pulls over your body. And like, you just imagine all that shit just going down the drain. So whoever this person is, you got to let them go down the drain. Whatever happened at work, you got to let it go down the drain. Cause that 10 of cups is also a little stagnant, but then your final card is the ace of wands. So like on the other side of this, like you're on fire, like you're ready to go. You're ready to start over. You're ready to have a whole new cycle of like romance, flirtation, sex, whatever you want. Like you can have it with that ace of wands. It's like very sexy and fun, but it's just about kind of getting over this little hump um, where you're still holding a little bit of that emotion from whoever, whoever, um, whatever scrub you had to fire. Does that make sense? Yep. <laughs> you got it. You, you, you did it. Okay, good. Well, that's actually really great because even though there's a little work for you to do and there's definitely some like, some, some like hard stuff to, to process. Essentially, these are good readings. Like your career is wonderful. And like you are about to be on like some sort of like hot, fun romance spree <laughs> in the not too near future from the looks of that Ace of Wands. Thank you. You're very welcome. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, cool. Okay. Let me see. What is this? Um, okay. So now we get another, like I pulled all these cards, you guys here. Can I ask this of you when you, when you give a reading and you're like confused or whatever, and then you want me to like give you another reading, as you can see, I'm totally happy to do it, but don't even tell me about what your other cards were. Cause like, it's like my mind goes blank. Like I can't even focus on it. So I just want to know what the story is. And then I'll, I'll pick, I'll pick all new cards for you. Okay. So listen, this is a creative uh, person, a little background info over the last eight years ish. I've written and directed three short films and one feature. That's rad. The shorts were all wonderful experiences from beginning to end. The feature production process was a special circumstance and honestly left me feeling pretty disillusioned and disheartened, so I took a break. I focused on directing music videos for a while and was doing fine, of course, until the pandemic hit. Post-pandemic, I'm back on the horse, focusing on doing the things that matter to me again. I decided to make another short. I feel I'm emotionally ready and excited. I booked a location and have a crew ready to shoot. Um, and then they pulled all of these cards that I'm not, like, not even going to like talk about. Um, okay. The question is, can you pull some cards about whether this short film experience will be a positive one for me? Yes, I will. Okay. You know, here's the thing also, like we can be so superstitious when we pick tarot cards, right? And again, that's why I really like picking for process more than outcome because 
we know in a process we're going to have ups and downs. And so those hard cards that come up aren't quite so scary, right? Because they're just part of it. It doesn't mean like, oh, this is bad, you know? Um, and honestly, another thing about the tarot is it's really talking about your soul's journey, dare I say, you know, or whatever, whatever. I don't know. Do we have souls? Who knows? But, you know, it's it's talking about our, our spiritual path. And sometimes we need to go through something sucky, right? Like if my ex didn't dump me during the pandemic for somebody that they had met five, five months prior, I wouldn't have my amazing fiance right now. So, you know, but let's see. I really do want to know what is the energy of this short film? What is the energy of this short, short film or long, short film? Here we go. Here we go. And it is, it's both things. Oh my God. So the centerpiece card for this is fortune. Yes, you should be doing this. This is a really good thing for you to do to get back on the horse and move, you know, towards longer projects, you know, away away from back towards a feature maybe, you know, like getting past that disillusionment. I mean, if you're not disillusioned, if you haven't had a massive experience of disillusionment, are you even in the film industry? I mean, come on. Um, but the fortune card, this is really beautiful. Um, it's it's a yes. It's a positive, positive action that brings you know, positive actions. Um, yeah. And then we have the Prince of Cups and we have the Hanged Man. Um, so we're seeing that it's like, yes, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. I do believe with that, that fortune card that it will be, um, ultimately a positive experience and maybe even while you're in the trenches with it, uh, majority positive, but there's some glitches. First, there's this Prince of Cups. Are you a Scorpio? If you're a Scorpio, it's you. Um, if you're, uh, are you dealing with somebody, um, who's difficult on your set? Maybe it's this person, this, uh, it's a person who, um, either has like power, power struggle, power control issues, you know, lots of them in the film industry. Am I right? Um, and, the, or it could be about like your control issues. Like, do, are you having control issues? Can you lighten up a little bit? Um, are you blocking the joy of the experience because the stakes feel so high for you that like you're not able to enjoy the process. Check on that. Okay. Um, then there's the hanged man. Um, interesting. So I'm seeing this as like, yeah, I mean, there's going to be aspects of this project, this short film project that it's going to feel like, Oh, it's a sacrifice. And I mean, making a film is such a sacrifice, right? You're, you're sacrificing money, yours and or someone else's time. You're having to call in favors. Like I, I, I know a little bit of what this is like. Um, but then on the other side, you have a short film and that feels so good and so triumphant. And, um, yeah, so I, I think this is really good. Um, let me see what you have here. Now I want to see what cards they had pulled. Oh, they had, they, they were using the Oracle deck that I use and they pulled the defeat card, but also make and begin. And she was confused. Listen, you don't need to be confused because it's all of these things can happen at the same time. You can have defeat and make and begin. Not, don't let the defeat stop you from making and beginning, right? Just like we don't, we don't want to let, um, you know, the, the sacrifice of the hanged man or the sort of like cloudy, stormy power struggle of the Prince of Cups get in the way of that beautiful um, wheel of fortune. So there's your answer. Okay, cool. All right. Now, let me see. I'm going to end with somebody from here. Let's see who is around. Sarah, you are up next. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hello. Perfect. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. 
Oh my God. Sorry. Um, it's okay. <laughs> um, my question. So I'm a indecisive Pisces and it's been kind of like hanging over my head for a while now that I need to really like commit to a pathway. Um, for the meantime, I've been, you know, I've been working this job. It's like family business. And I'm starting to get this feeling like I need to change it up. So I wanted to see, okay, what does it look like if I stay with my current job? What does it look if I start job searching? And then if it's not too much to ask, what does it look like if I dive into like conventional kind of like college education? Okay. Or the pathway that I'm probably most excited about is like pursuing some sort of training for like energy work or something kind of in that field. Cause that's what I'm like most passionate about. But. Okay, cool. Let's see. So I just picked three cards for what does it look like if you just sort of buckle down and stay with the family biz for now, you know, these readings aren't forever, but just for now. So I picked those and now I'm looking at what does it look like if you don't, if you're like, I want to make my money. Uh, in a different environment, in a different manner, you know, I just need to shake things up. What does it look like if you look for a different place to work? So I'm shuffling for that right now. And, and let me see. And then what does it look like if you go back to school and follow that path? Yeah, I've never actually gone to college, but oh. it's, you know, ever since I graduated high school, it's like, okay, I could do that. Or maybe I'll just keep working. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what does it look like if you investigate that path? Is that a good one for you? Or you might have a few good ones. Let's see. And then finally, what does it look like if you take seriously your interests and talents in the, you know, esoteric arts and yeah. look about like professionalizing your witchiness. What does it look like if you become a business witch? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay, let's see what that looks like. Oh, and I just want to say, I, 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 I saw that the safe space, the safe and sacred space of our chat has been breached. And um, if anyone's taking care of that, I really appreciate it. Um, and for those who are just like rising above and ignoring it, thank you. <laughs> okay. So let's see now. What does it look like if you stay? You could do it. You could, you get along with your family. Yeah. I primarily work with my dad and uh -huh. like, I really appreciate him and yeah. you know, it is a good experience working with him, but yeah. you know, it looks, it, like it. It, it looks like even though this isn't your first choice, you're definitely making a compromise by doing it, but it's like mm -hmm. a loving compromise. Um, the first card you have is art. And so that's about like a, a bond with another person where you create something together, right? So that's like yeah. makes sense with you and your dad, right? It's, it's actually a great card. It's really beautiful. And then the next one is the Knight of Cups, which is Cancer. And that is the, the you know, the Zodiac sign that really rules the family. Um, so the Knight of Cups, yeah, that's really beautiful and making an offering. And so it, it looks like you're, you really are kind of doing it for your dad, but mm -hmm. it doesn't look like it's taking something away from you. Like, it seems like you have, like, it's okay. Like you have it to give right now um, and you're getting something out of it, even though it, it is a little bit, it's a, it's a little bit of a compromise with that truce card. You know, you're like, okay, I'll do it. But it's also Jupiter and Libra. So you're getting something out of it. Um mm -hmm. You know, it's not like you're, you're, it's, it's not like you're not being a martyr, you know, you're, you're able to give it freely, but it's still like not, not necessarily your, your passion. Um, so if you get another job, 
interesting. Um, you could definitely get another job. Um, oh, okay. but yeah, you, you definitely could. You, the first card that comes up is the lust card and that's lust for life. That's like big Leo energy. I mean, that's a big, yes, it's magnet. It's very magnetic. So if you're looking for a job, like you could magnetize that to yourself. And then your next card is an ACE. It's the ACE of cups. So it's like new beginning, you know, um, something that feels exciting, but then your, your last card here is the seven of cups, which it's interesting. Um, the seven of cups is called debauch in this. And it's, it's kind of a card about like, Oh, I thought that was going to fill the hole, the deep hole inside of me. And it doesn't now what? So in this reading, you know, I, I look at that as like, it's, it's not so much about like, I don't want to work for my, for my dad, um, or I, I need a change or it's like, you're going to kind of end up in the same situation again is what it seems like. Um, like that's not quite the way out for you. Um, let me see. Now I'm going to pull everything at once. <gasps> okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, you could definitely go back to school. Okay. Um, you have the magician, or not back to school, but well, yeah, I mean, back to school. Cause you, you know, went to high school. I didn't, um, I didn't also, I didn't go to, um, what do you call it either college? So, um, I get it, but, but there, it's always there kind of looming. Like, should I, even now I'm 50 years old and I, I'm like, they have programs for old women who go back to college. <laughs> Should I do that? But um, you have the magician. So it's like, you could definitely make that happen, but I don't, it doesn't on either side of the magician is the hanged man and failure. You know, the hanged man makes sense because, you know, going to college is a sacrifice. You're sacrificing time, money, all of that. But you know, the payout should be good. And with the magician, it kind of is, but there's something about it that like makes you anxious or uncomfortable. Um, with this, like you don't trust it almost. Um, does that, does that track? Does that sound like it makes sense? Honestly, that makes perfect sense because uh, like school was really hard for me when I was yeah. like in high school and stuff like that. Like it really broke me down. And so that's part of the reason I didn't go to college right away. Cause I was like, man, this environment just like is not inspiring. So yeah. Not, right. It's not. And like, like I said, with that magician there, you could do it. I mean, I think you would definitely have a better experience than you had in high school. I mean, what is college if not to give people a better experience than <laughs> high school, I think. But, um, but yeah, I mean, here's the thing, like you could probably overcome that, but I got to tell you, your witch reading is really special. Um, and it's definitely the best one. Okay. It is, um, the, the first one you have here is the princess of wands and i feel like that's you that's your energy like she's so beautiful in the in the top tarot that i'm reading with she's got the tiger by the tail which is like that metaphor for like you know i'm going it right i'm going for it she has big um she has those big antenna on her head which means she's really intuitive she's in touch with her intuition she's holding a staff with the sun on it and you know the references references to the sun it's sort of like, you know, in Western like astrology, like we work with, it's really sun sign astrology. So it means you're in your element. You're doing what you're supposed to do. And she's also, she's naked. So she's letting herself be vulnerable and she's burning her fears on an altar, which maybe you like literally want to do. Like, what are your fears about this? Write them down, burn them on an altar. This is about going for it and, and going for something that is absolutely like your destiny to go for. Your next card is the three of cups, abundance, um, mercury and cancer. It's so beautiful. It's, you know, there's, there's an abundance of support here for you to do this. There's abundance of emotional gratification. Um, and then your final card is the priestess. Hello. The priestess is literally calling you like you got the witch card for the witch spread. Um, 
So absolutely, like, yeah, you should do this. Looking at this, looking at, um, I mean, you kind of, you know, you kind of got good cards all, all across the board in a sense, but what looks like the best, I would, I would get rid of that getting a new job thing with the debauch card there. I don't think you're going to necessarily find anything that's better for your purposes right now than sticking it out with your dad, with the family business, with your dad. Um, I would go back to school right now. Um, it's just not necessarily, the, I mean, I think there's like some issues you could resolve if you did, but I don't think that's your path right now. It looks like to me what you should do, according to the tarot, is keep working for your dad while you build out this witch business. Build it out. I love that. That that answer is like super exciting and affirming. Thank you so much. I really, You're really so appreciate welcome. it. Can I ask you what sign you are? I'm a Pisces. Okay, um, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you got a lot of these cancer cards, so I'm, you know, and, and like really beautiful water cards. And, you know, water is a metaphor for intuition and, and being like attuned to, you know, the subtle like ebb and flow of energy and, and stuff like that. So this is this is beautiful. Good luck. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great night. You too. Bye. You guys, oh my gosh, what what a wild show tonight. Thank you so much for being part of it. Um, again, I want to tell you if you've missed any of it, if there's past you know episodes you want to you know zone out listening to while you do the dishes, <laughs> just go to Spotify, um, do a search for your magic, my podcast, and um, you'll find all the other Ask Pateros there as well. And they're fun to listen to. Um, I will be back here next week. I will be back here on Wednesday. Because Thursday, you know, is that that awful settler, colonial settler holiday that we all celebrate um, and are all trying to find some sort of way to, you know, do 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 it in a way that we don't feel terrible about. Um, I just I'm sorry I got distracted by Jasmine's quote that we are all in her virtual cult. I love that. I really love this virtual cult. Thank you so much for being here. Come back next Wednesday. Tell your friends. Um, follow me on you know, right here on Green Room. And I send out little alerts also just, you know, saying that, hey, I'm here. Join us. Um, and I guess that's it. Have a great week. Hello, friends. Remember to catch Ask the Tarot live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Spotify Green Room. Join me for a journey through the cycles of life, love, and aspiration in real time. Just download the Spotify Green Room app, sign up for free, or use your Spotify login to join the conversation. Then you'll be able to hear live readings, meet unique people, and even ask questions of your own. Download Spotify Green Room for free today and join Ask the Tarot live every Wednesday at 8 p.m.